Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And for anyone out there who's trying to find us or communicate with us, we use Instagram. I know I used to say email us and stuff like that, but the popularity of the show, the number of subscribers and listeners have gone up significantly over the past month. So, And the people responding... Um, They've gone up as well. So we're trying to centralize everything. We use Instagram here in the office as the podcast with the other podcasts we're launching. So that's the easiest way. Instagram, send your messages to us. And if you're going to send a message, you should hit the follow button. We do this. We give it away. The entrepreneurs give it away. I used to say we do it for free, but we try to not have any advertisements. So there's no advertising on it. We try to make sure all the content's good and we give it away for free. Um, so that's the way it works. That's why we do it. We're trying to help everyone and give back for what we've been giving. And a lot of the entrepreneurs come on the show to grow themselves, to grow their brands. And then just by merely um, being around me and the other entrepreneurs that I hang out with, the entrepreneurs grow as well. So there's more to these shows, guys, than, than it's up front. Once an entrepreneur comes on the show and they engage, if they truly engage, in what we do here as a podcast, we actually network, we actually introduce people, we actually spend time communicating with them outside of the podcast, well beyond um, just giving or helping try to expose their business or help other entrepreneurs. So I want everyone to focus on that as well. So this one's kind of fun today, guys. We are back in Nashville. We are back in Nashville with another episode. And I kind of like this one, okay? And I'm going to tell everyone, as a male running around and not sure where my life is and, and life being newly single-ish, is, um, well, I am fully single, it's not ish, but new-ishly single and at my age a little confused. I kind of like this. I kind of, the world has changed a little bit since I've been in the dating world. Like women are much more aggressive than, than before. And I will say that, and I, maybe I'm being a stereotype, but I kind of like this new world where there's an equal balance of aggression and, and power and, and however you want to look at it in a relationship, romance, spirituality, where a man's still somewhat in charge, but a woman also does like, this is when I have to go. And the man's like, okay, this is what I'm planning. And so there's a balance there that wasn't there before that I kind of like. So either way, um, wow, I don't know why I said all that, but it's like, I'm going to introduce our mystery woman from Nashville social chair from Nashville, Tennessee. How are you doing today? Mystery? I'm just going to call you mystery for now. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. So this has been an interesting thing because like the for the audience, like I we kind of know, I kind of know who you are, I kind of don't, but there's this mystery like since we've been talking and it's like hugely entertaining to me. And as someone who's a hugely successful individual, I think personally in, in education and business and even the failures I've had, there's been huge lessons of growth that it's just, it's an attractive way of doing it because it's different than what everyone else is doing. And it's like, and I won't get into it, but she's a mystery woman. We're, we're not announcing who she is. It's part of her gig. But it's so different than what's going on in the social media world where everyone's like, me, 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 notice me, Justin Bizarro, my personal brand, and I do it too. But you're doing something different. So let's talk about 
mystery and what exactly Nashville Social Chair is and how you came up with this idea. That is so funny because that was something that I actually thought about when I created the page. I was like, I want to do something different. What's different? And so the fact that you called that out is, is exactly kind of what I was going for. So it's, it's nice to know it entertains at least one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so actually this is very new. I just started this this year. Um, back in April, I think was my very first post, but just in my personal life, I love, you know, trying new things in Nashville and I've always been a sucker for social media. I love it, but I've never done anything like with an entrepreneurial spirit on this type of level with it. So my love for social media, music, you know, digital content trends, keeping up with all the newness in Nashville, just kind of translated into something that perfectly mimics the national social chair so it's not necessarily just food and um drinks even though that's what a majority of my content is it's just kind of like what's going on what are we doing where's everybody hanging out it's just kind of supposed to have an illusion of like hey there's this like little person that thinks she's a socialite bebopping all over nashville like what's she doing next like yeah. where's she going you know what i mean that's kind of like it's supposed to be kind of fun not not take yourself too seriously but i love what i do like i love take i love photography i love um like content creation in the form of like videos and reels and so i've gotten to kind of express that creativity in a fun way and just kind of let's put it out there and see if anybody catches on to it or anybody likes it you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. and i've been coming to nashville like well seriously for three months and now i've like been here for about three months living i would say seriously and one of the things I will say, and I've been on and off here for about three years, um, just randomly um, by coincidence, and um, and also trying to work on the podcast thing. The thing about Nashville that I found is that it's it's a very growing city, and one of the reasons I agreed and like it here is because of the growth and the entrepreneurial growth that's going on here. And it's always been Music City, right? There's always artists and that type of entrepreneurism and go for the goal and create a record company or or whatever. And, you know, we can talk about mistreatment of musicians and all that some other time. But it goes on in any industry where there's a lot of large talent that happens to consolidate in one place. Hollywood went through something similar. But as Nashville is growing, there is this social light. There is this growing diversity of food. Um, this foodie environment I would call here. Are there foodies here? Of course, they're everywhere. And have there been blogs and bloggers? Yes. But what it's all done is it's orchestrated a foodie environment, which when Nashville has grown now with all the hotels and all of the music scene and all the new honky-tonks, like I talked about on the last podcast with Gar Brooks also opening one, Eric Church, that's just more people coming to Nashville. And if anyone saw what it was like here on Saturday night, Sunday nights are usually busy because people leave on Mondays, but Saturdays this past weekend was hugely crazy, but it's Christmas. So here's how it works. Um, there's a lot going on here. A lot of people come in from out of town. If you're just listening to this, you're going to want to go to the bloggers and sites like the Nashville Social Chair because there are so many things happening in Nashville. And even after being in Denver and being in the food business, there's a lot going on in Denver and a lot of development. It's just not as diverse here. And it's not, I mean, it's not as diverse as here and not as entrepreneurial. So I think that that's a huge part of why I like this, why I'm in Nashville and why 
we're going to really start talking about things like this in, in the entrepreneurial environment. So, okay, how do you just start going into restaurants and doing it? Do you tell the restaurants you're blogging about them, but yet you're a mystery? So, like, I mean, I'm so curious, like, it's not been my space, okay? So I'm not a blogger. I'm not some influencer on social media. That's not how my life started. I started off with like a business and then used that to get credibility. And then I'm still working on the influencing part on social media. The podcast did better than than my social media when I try to influence. So tell me about this. Like, How do you come up with this and how do you go about it? Or is it something that you just go to restaurants? Because I got to imagine you don't always, I mean, you want to get rewarded for your work and exposing them as well eventually once you have a website. I mean, I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, so I'm not either, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I, I just started this this year. I didn't have like a set strategy or like um, a plan. I just kind of was like, hey, I've been holding off on doing something like this for a long time because I felt like this area was very saturated, but anyone that's ever made it has never thought that way you know they just they think there's something unique about them just do it so I don't really I don't really have a plan I learn as I go but I am a natural foodie so I don't like go to restaurants for the national for I call it the chair for the chair I just live my life and I sometimes I will decide to bring out my phone and document and sometimes I don't so and sometimes I document but I have poor service and so I'm like I'm not going to post about this because I know um, I know what a great post can do it can drive a lot of traffic to a place you know it can drive a lot of hype and I don't want to ever like influence someone to go somewhere where it just wasn't you know it didn't live up to a good standard or it wasn't a great you know wasn't a great experience so I actually feel very uncomfortable when I'm in restaurants and I want to document and I make it very quick because I like to be present in the moment I don't like to be on my phone when I'm out with friends so like I come in and I either do it at the beginning of the meal or at the end of the meal I will like just do a bunch of clips on my way out and I'll do a quick clip when the food arrives and then I'll put my phone away. Like I do all the fun stuff when I get home later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so, love this because yeah. I think it's focused. And I think the whole point of going out is not to make it a business. It's to make it enjoyable and to capture that. And if you turn it too much into the business, you're losing the whole point of being Nashville social chair. And so, which is the social aspect of it, right? So I like this a lot and I like that it's so well thought out. And I'm going to tell you something else. And um, we've had other bloggers on here, I believe, like back in the day. And I do, I have mentored some bloggers and influencers that I've built brands after they were influencing bloggers. But what I will tell you what bloggers, the biggest mistake they make in the food ones. And again, I'm not in this space, but I will tell you from a business perspective. And I get it, you get likes. But the problem is likes and follows don't actually mean different, okay? Likes and follows mean you're the same or you're trending in some way. But what we just talked about with Mystery here, because I'm going to try not to use her name, Mystery Woman, is that it's about putting the best thing forward that in your gut is the right thing to put out there, not just try to keep putting out content. Because we live in a world where it's like content, 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 create reels. Yes, I agree they don't need to be perfect, Get them out there if they're good. But don't just create something for the sake of creating it and putting it out there because that will damage your brand. And if you're trying to help someone, you may actually damage their brand by unintentionally. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just think it's so important that 
we stick true to our ideals as we build businesses and as entrepreneurs and our core values because you know maybe it is true to the person to post every single thing but it's going to come off in your your thing eventually particularly to me who guys I really I just said I use Instagram like I do a lot of vetting before I bring people on and I talk to people, but Instagram is a way I can tell just by the way they present or even if it's a not high quality photo, if they have good content or if they're doing a lot of reels based on what's going on, but not always reels and content lead to money in social media. So it depends. You know, I think you can make, you can be a content creator and make a lot of money on reels now, but they have to be good. And, um, there's a lot of competition. So that being said, let's finish off what I'm saying and then let mystery continue. Is One is you've created something that's different, which is you're a mystery, which I love. There's a huge appeal in there and trying to figure it out. I hope it stays that way. But eventually I think people might figure it out, but maybe not. I don't know how. This is I'm going to be very entertained and I'm going to be very like focused on watching all of this unravel because I love it. And then the second part is you stay true to who you are, which is if I don't feel good about the post and it's not going to represent the restaurant well or I didn't get a good experience, I'm not going to share it because it misrepresents me as a person and a brand. And I don't want to also misrepresent someone else or something to someone else that wasn't true. So I, I totally think that that's the right attitude and that the space that you're in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to expand on something you mentioned about like just pushing content to push content that was you know with the shift in social media and how we're using it this day like we are strongly using it as a search engine i am at least um when it comes to tiktok and instagram when i want to go to a restaurant i pull i don't pull up google i don't pull up yelp i pull up instagram and i go look at their page um and even though it is very saturated in nashville i don't necessarily think that everyone is giving you know pushing the best content that they can push i've seen people that are very popular when i'm like hey i think we i think we could have better representation of that and that's another reason why i started this page is because i wanted to give really good content that really displays what you're going to walk into when you go to a new spot or you check out food have some detailed pictures and post things that i like Um, that's the good thing about it being a blog right now is i can just post whatever i want i don't have to partner with certain brands or certain you know restaurants in town I can go wherever I want post what I want and um, I really spend time on it because I don't just I don't just love food and being a foodie I love the creative process that goes into posting on social media and I love making reels and video content so I spend a lot of time on making sure I have a good representation of that and that's what I would like to set me apart to hopefully down the road I love this and it's so interesting that you said it because as I go into this like new 2.0 entrepreneur life where I'm not like tangibly making food all over the country by like 75,000 to 100 meals, 100,000 meals a day for hospitals and long-term care and every other kind of business we were in in food. And I've gotten into this more what I would call media space and marketing space because I've always been in for the, for being in business, but I've never fully focused on it or gone into this I don't even know what you would call it, influencer space, social media space. But it's interesting because before when I looked at social media, I looked at it as a tool to help um, st- like confirm my brand, like st- like okay, it's like advertising. Advertising is like there to remind you of the brand strength. It's not always there to like sell you something. I think people get confused. Selling, advertising, marketing are all different things in business. But what I like about what you said um, in particular is, 
I find the same thing now. And I never focused on it before because it wasn't exactly how I made money. It contributed to me making money. And now I wish I would have focused way more on social media. Definitely 12 more years ago because now I'm getting an understanding of it because I don't have the other distractions. But what you said is so important. It's that there's a weird enjoyment in it. And what I'm finding at least over the last few months, is as I stay true to who I am and I get rid of the nonsense and the noise and I stay focused on my brand or on what I'm doing or the content that I'm doing, like realistically, like not just putting stuff up there or just posting anything like it's being recommended to me, like some of my coaches, that the con- I am actually gaining more likes. And the podcast has doubled in listeners just by people clicking off social media and recommending people because I'm keeping it cleaner. So I like this a lot. I like that it's different and that it's going against the trend because, I mean, anyone who's doing reels and anything, people who are really into reels now, they're doing like six, seven reels a day just trying to, and they're gobbling up the space, but it's not always quality content. And there's a difference between a children's book and flipping through it and reading the pictures, looking at the pictures and reading the content, and reading an adult book. And I would say, in all intents and purposes for the world, and as I've gone through the Nashville blogger circuit myself trying to figure out, there is a difference between a foodie who's doing it as sport and a foodie who's doing it as a profession, but also still trying to be true to the what a foodie is, which it's a social thing. Like a foodie is a social thing. It just, we've been able to capture it in social media. And so let's go on here. So let's talk about, I think part of having foodies on here and one of the things is like, what are the type of restaurants you enjoy the most in Nashville? And I think everyone always talks about um, hot chicken, they think that that's what Nashville is about, but there's so much more diversity in the food and the dining and the restaurants and the bar. So, I mean, we don't need to name a lot, but I mean, I just want to give some plugs to some that, that maybe are good or you've had a good time at to help them out with the tourists that come into town that are listening to the podcast as we continue to promote that sort of entrepreneurialism and foodie tourism into uh, Nashville. Absolutely. So I like um, a restaurant that basically it's not just about the food. It's about the whole experience, the vibe of the place. Like, you know, is it is it a cool experience from like the moment you walk into the menu to the service to the ambiance to like the end? And, you know, do you want to come back? So a lot of places I'll go to like I'll be like, this was great, but I don't have a desire to come back. Um, And then there's some that just stick out. And with Nashville, I mean, we've got 10 new restaurants opening daily in the city. Like people have figured it out. Like this is the place to be. Um, And to kind of plug a few, like one that everyone's been loving here recently that I discovered this time last year is um, called Buttermilk Ranch. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yes. Have you been? I have not been, but I passed it a couple of times and I've been curious. It's on my list to reach out to them because I'm like, I'll write, if I notice lines and I notice trending, I'll write it down on a note card in my truck and like, I got to reach out to them. I got to file because their lines at that place are ridiculous, even during the off time or off season as I'm calling it. But I guess whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. So like, that's a great place. I mean, it's like a pastry slash brunch place. It's open only in the mornings. I think they close early afternoon. And when I I first discovered them on New Year's Day, actually this year is when I went. um, And there was no one in there. No one really knew about it yet. 
and it was fabulous. I said, this place is going to blow up and it, and it has right now you have to have an online wait list that you can join, I believe. Um, and I celebrated my birthday there this year. It's fabulous. You know, they just do everything so well. Everything's made in house daily. I mean, just go to their socials and you'll see like what they're about. And they're so different. They offer a wide variety of different, um, you know, drink menu from like different, like shrimp and grits, some Southern, um, things i'm from mississippi actually so i appreciate any type of southern um touch to a menu and it's just it's just all around great i mean it speaks for itself but definitely if it's on your list take it and move it all the way to the very top of your list um and i would go on a weekday versus like a weekend because it could be an hour two hour wait just to get in on a weekend yeah and if you're i'm going to give some advice for tourists when they come into town like the best way to eat your way through nashville weirdly is to eat at the off hours so if you're going to do breakfast do it between 9 30 and 11 30 if you're going to do lunch do it between you know 1 30 and 3 30 and find the good restaurants that are open during that time and then at night just do the off hours otherwise you wait in lines for the really good foodie spots because they are popular here in nashville and i will be honest like I do this as a living and I study economics and I am a total freaking nerd when it comes to numbers, even though I use words on the podcast. The words didn't come until four or five years ago where I got comfortable being on a podcast and really public speaking. Before that, it was all numbers for me. But here's the thing. There's still not enough restaurants for the amount of people that come into this town or, or tourists that come into this town or humans that come into this town to visit and hear the music. Like So there's lines everywhere. If you go to Hattie B's, on Broadway, yes, of course, it's centrally located, but there's a line there all the time. And, of course, it's because it's Nashville Hot Chicken. And, of course, it's because they're the best marketed and known in town because they have a great team that markets behind them, probably a, a venture capitalist of some sort, I'm guessing, based on how aggressive they are. But um, but that being said, there's still lines. There's still not enough place to eat. And if you want to eat, the best way to do it is, I would say, use the off hours but that's just me because I don't like lines and I'm very intentional with my time and I don't like wasting it even on vacation so I'm not saying I don't want to sit down and enjoy a meal for two hours and enjoy that time but I'd rather enjoy the meal for two hours than have a meal for one hour and wait for an hour that's all I'm saying so let's talk about this the Nashville is blowing up and Nashville does have tons of restaurants opening up every day. And the surrounding suburbs, I've noticed, are starting to grow. And obviously, housing prices are going up. So, you know, I talk about Denver. Denver's a growing market. Denver's food market grows. It's a great place to start a food business in Denver because Denver has the right workforce and the scalability and the rising cost and population. And it's concentrated. Nashville is a little bit different because of the mountains, because of the way it's laid out, because we're in the East Coast, like things don't lay out quite as logically. But that being said, it's allowed these pockets of growth to happen like East Nashville that has a whole different foodie vibe and, and, and scene going than say West Nashville, which is like Broadway and downtown. So that being said, I went on a long commentary there, but I think one of the reasons I really want mystery to dive into this and, and the place she likes for desserts and coffee is because I do get a lot of questions on the podcast from you guys. And while I am doing a food podcast and I am by definition a foodie because I go watch 
the pod, uh, go to the restaurants and I eat and I like trying new food and stuff. I'm not a foodie in the sense that I document it in the way that they do. It's not as much about the food for me in the experience on this podcast. The food is an experience and it's an anchor, but I'm anchoring the whole human and the experience and the entrepreneur where I really feel that the bloggers, particularly Nashville social chair, like if you look at her content, it's really good and it really captures the restaurant, at least for my experience. And the vibe of your reels is actually the vibe of what's going on in Nashville right now. I mean, we're seeing this social light thing start to go on and I don't want to say it the wrong way, but there's a rise of the middle class. And I don't know how else to put that other than that you had really successful musicians and people in the music business or at Bridgestone and then you had everyone else the workers the the hard workers the laborers the people on Broadway hustling all of that but now because of the growth and the entrepreneurism and even growth in the music business and diversity and more honky tonks and more money coming into town i would say we have a growth of a middle class which allows us to have this growth in food and socialite almost so do you want to talk about that a little bit? I don't know if you've noticed the same thing or how long you've been in Nashville, but maybe talk about that a little bit and talk about if you're really into doing the most hip things in Nashville, what are they? Okay, I think I understand the question. <laughs> yes, sorry. I get I okay? I have like I'm I can layer in questions and they always like just in one question at a time because I'll ask like five in one question. So no, that's something fine. I'm working on, I promise. But let's start with um Let's start with what is the growing scene in Nashville? Like in terms of you, talk, I mean, you're a social chair, so it's like insisting that you know where everything is. So, what would you say is trending in Nashville, and, and where are the hit places to go off of Broadway? I would say East is East is an area um, that I'm like starting to kind of dig into a little bit. I have a tendency to kind of just if I go somewhere and love it, even if it's not necessarily local, I'll still post about it and rave about it because it was a great experience, great food. A lot of the stuff I post isn't necessarily local to Nashville, but I'm starting to kind of branch out in an area that's really, really popping off right now is East Nashville. Um, my most recent post that I posted, um, I was going to shout them out. It's also it's called East Bar. Um, in East is a brand new restaurant that opened in December. And then you just got, I know you just interviewed one, uh, once upon a time in France. Um, right. Is that, isn't that who you yeah, interviewed recently? Yeah, yeah. That's another one over there. Um, there's a couple like Pearl Diver is another popular one. We've got oh, Rosemary Beauty Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I've been um, looking at those cause I'm like several. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm, yeah. Keep going. So I feel like, um, East Nashville is an area that's got lots of little, um, pop-ups and lots of like craft cocktail bars like just in houses like random houses over in east nashville are becoming a big um thing and i feel like that's an area that i'm gonna start really going over to and checking out um attaboy is another one where you just kind of tell them the drink you want and they kind of come up with something for you i was there the other night actually on saturday um and they do mocktails also um and mixology okay Like one of the things about Denver that's so different than anywhere else, I feel, I mean, Denver, Nashville, that's different than Denver and anywhere else I've been is, yeah, there's mixology and there's that type of thing or the speakeasy thing and there's pockets. But in Denver, Denver, geez, I don't know why I keep doing that. In Nashville, sorry guys, um, in Nashville, we 
what's happened here is it's really a part of the culture. Like if there's bars and there's and if you're a mixologist out there in the world, this is the place you want to come. And I'm sorry to say it, but because of the tourism that comes here, because of the foodie, because of the heightened elevation, and we'll call it serotonin because I don't know what else to call it, because of the music, because you're on vacation, because everything's so heightened in the state that you're in here and the alcohol and everything else, that I feel like mixology is like a really cool piece that goes into it because it's not just about the food anymore. It's about the drinks and it's not just about a glass of wine. It's about, you know, and, and I love attaboys because like you don't actually choose your drink. You tell them like the alcohol you like or what kind of things you want. And I, I had a non-alcoholic beverage, a mocktail, which I like margaritas. So like it was in that, that strain of things. So I like this a lot and I think it's a huge thing and I didn't want to interrupt, but I think that whole mixology thing that you're talking about, it's huge right now. And the, the cocktail bars that have popped up in random houses just based on there's no real estate other than the houses and comparatively, no one can afford the houses because or live in them because they're too expensive. So why not turn them into commercial use? So when I'm talking about entrepreneurism, this is what I'm talking about, guys. We're finding solutions even though there don't appear to be any out there in Nashville because there's not a lot of room to grow because of the mountains and, like I said, the way the cities are laid out. So go on, uh, Mystery. I'm sorry, but I love the mixology part of the city. Yeah, that's my favorite too. And a lot of my content kind of revolves around like a craft cocktail because that's what I'm into and that's what I've loved to discover as I've bebopped around Nashville. Um, if you love margaritas, I also just featured like an underground margarita bar, which was fantastic. It's actually on Broadway, though, so it's not, you know, on the outskirts. But um, just really neat, just the whole experience from watching them make it to like how they present them now. I mean, it's just a really fascinating thing. And so that's what, to your point, is blowing up and popping up all over the city. And it's what I'm interested in and what you'll see a lot of on my page um, if you follow along. And the thing I like about what's going on here. Um, and let's talk about Nashville and Jenna and I talked about, I'm very economic. Okay. And I don't usually get into it on this podcast, but I think about things in economic terms very much. So before I'm like, can I do business here? Can I thrive here? Can I as just Mazzaro based on who I am and the way I network in the way I literally hustle rooms. I literally hustle entire cities. Like I try to meet everyone and I try to socially network with everyone and I try to go to their restaurant and I try to meet all the musicians and be like, what's up here? And if, you know, if someone's like an opportunistic person, they'll pick up pretty quickly that I'm willing to mentor and coach them and grow them. So I'm very much into it. But this mixology thing here is like the trending, obviously, I believe chicken sandwiches and fried chicken, we've only seen the beginning, even though they're all over the world. And Nashville is one of those places that are going to help explode this concept all over the world. Because right now, the best fried chicken that's being done in a commercialization scale, in the popularity that's done, and making the pivots at a rapid pace, entrepreneurially-wise, to go across the world is here in Nashville. But it's a lot of things like that. So if you're a mixologist, this is the place to be. If you like that type of beverages, yes, you can go anywhere in the world and experience this. But for some reason, it's different here. And here's why I like it economically. It's created jobs that normally in other cities don't pay what it pays here. So while Nashville, the food pay grade, 
or amount you get paid to be in the food business is generally lower than the rest of the country. However, what Nashville is doing is they're raising that bar because of tourism, and they're making it so even a haircut costs more than the rest of of the country in certain areas or in that area because we've lifted things up um, because of this economic development and because of the tourism and the money coming in. There's been a lot of intelligence business-wise to reinvest the money back in the city to continue that growth. And then there's the entrepreneurs who see that, who are investing in themselves to help that growth. So if you're a mixologist or you're in fried chicken or you're a food entrepreneur or a restaurateur, this is one of the places you seriously want to look at if you're willing to pick up your roots and go somewhere as I was. Because if you're not, you're not really understanding where the opportunity is. And there's opportunity everywhere, and we are America, and and, and even in a lot of free market countries, there are opportunities. But if you really want to get ahead, you, you have to go where the fight is. And right now, in my opinion, the biggest growth especially in mixology is right here in Nashville. And I'm not even wasn't even into that world, you know, 3 months ago, but because it's so prominent here and because I'm interested in it even though the alcohol thing doesn't matter to me, it's really weird how cool it is in the expertise and the skill set and the amount of money that the bartenders now make. You make good money on Broadway. Well, I don't want to work those hours. Oh, I could be a mixologist and make more money. And so I think it's some of that. So sorry to go on a tangent, but I really am trying to support Nashville and as part of this podcast and really attract the kind of attention it deserves because we are in a sleeping giant here. It is a sleeping giant. We are in a Los Angeles or a New York City. It will become that for the music world. It is on that pace. Broadway is no different than Broadway in New York, and it's no different than Hollywood. We're, we're getting that cluster of musicians of all types, and it's always been there, but it's never been scaled at which the rate it's being scaled right now. And that's because someone figured out how to build it slowly over years, and we've they sort of finally got it right, and the city's finally got it right, and the government's finally got it right, and we've now finally let in the other gig economies like the Ubers, the Airbnbs, and stuff that weren't allowed in the city before. So sorry to go on that tangent, but I think it's hugely important that we talk about this stuff. So what else um, mystery? Like I come to the city, they're like, <laughs> they're like, Justin, we're trying to talk about food, and you're all like all business. So let's talk about like you mentioned Broadway, because I think a lot of people go down there and margaritas. But if you truly want to explore and get off of Broadway, I think East Nashville is pretty close. I think it's the closest sort of foodie hotspot outside of downtown. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm Again, I'm new. So I'm still figuring all of this out. Yeah, that's definitely where I would send somebody first um, that was visiting. I would tell, I would give them suggestions there. Have you tried anything uh, outside of Attaboy that you really liked here? Um, it's interesting. Uh, well, I've been to Pepper Fire. Also, they've been on the podcast, and um, I still have to go to Once Upon a Time in France. I have that on there, but I've tried a lot of different places, um, and I will say I like East Nashville because of the scene and the locals like it's hard for me on Broadway because it's really because like the faces change on Broadway constantly and there's tourists going in there so if it's not the musicians and they're not my friends and I, I don't I go down there I generally don't go there and everyone knows I'm not into the drinking scene as I just discussed although I do like the mixology thing but that's because it's like cool and there's a skill there I feel like um 
but I will say this, like, there's a scene down there. You definitely go down there, you get the music, you get the party, you get the alcohol, you get the Delta 8 and Delta 10, which I don't know why we just don't go to marijuana across the board for everyone since we're just playing around with it at this point. But that's here nor there. It's it's great, and I think there's good food down there, and I think Broadway has the stuff, and it's convenient. But if you're really wanting to experience Nashville beyond the music, um, I really think it's important that you go to places like East Nashville. And there's an arcade over there called Up Down, and I loved it. And you asked me about other places that I've been to. It's things like that, like it's 25 cent arcade and there's a bar there and you can go there while you're waiting to get an attaboys because as we mentioned there's lots of lines here in Nashville like there's not enough places to eat and drink as the population and tourists have come here it's just the way it is you're gonna wait almost anywhere you go uh, especially during the popular hours but things like that there's and there's not just one arcade you know in Denver it's like I find one pinball place here there's like seven and they're all packed it's because it's it's what people want now. They come here to be entertained, and the, the individuals that live in Nashville, it's because of the heart of the city. It's almost like New York in that you don't want to stay inside. You want to go out and experience the city. You want to go out with your friends. You want to go be a socialite, if you will, uh, amongst it. So that's why I love what you're doing, Mystery. So I went on a tangent there, and just so the audience knows, I had a hiccup in the uh, studio here, so we had a a little bump so far momentum's off i'll try to get it back um but either way mystery tell us about you as a person like what is it that what's your favorite food what's your favorite drink um how about your favorite dessert what are the things that you seek out when you're trying to look for a restaurant to go to because anyone who is going to follow you is most likely going to want to have similar tastes or similar perspective when they come into town so let's talk about who you are yeah so like i mentioned earlier i'm from the the deep dirty south so i grew up on um my mom is she's not technically a premier chef but i considered her one so i grew up on like paula dean type cooking um and then just like my mom's also like a great like mixologist herself and she kind of taught me that stuff at a young age like you know just the craft of like you know showing love to people through like cooking and then, like, when we would go out and dine and different things like that, as I got older, like, you know, we would always take note of, like, where the best places were, where we had the best food and the best experiences. And so that just kind of stuck with me throughout life. And um, Nashville just, you know, I came from Mississippi where we'd have one or two places like that in town that we'd go to. And then I moved to Nashville six years ago. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the saturation. This is, you know, so for someone that just already loved food and was a foodie, this was just like a playground. Do you know what I mean? So, I, and do you, you have a digital background or media background? I mean, because your content is really good. Is this what you do for a living also, or is just something you just picked up by a passion? Um, more of a passion. So I actually am a store manager for a department store, and I've been doing that for like the last 10 years. That's what brought me to Nashville. Um, so I understand marketing. I have a business background. I understand all facets of business. And so, but I've never really tapped into marketing or like social media in a big way in any of the businesses I've been at because that's, that's handled at a corporate level. So um, I just have a love for social media. When I was younger, I did like little things in school when it came to like video editing like I was an editor like in middle school and I really got behind a computer and learned how to use Adobe when I was very young 
So I've always loved to do that and I've just kind of used it for fun, but I've never used it consistently until I started doing this. And I was like, this reminds me of um, doing this back when I was younger and I loved it. So this is just giving me like a purpose to use it more frequently. And then I pay attention to trends and social media. And so I just feel like I've always been like, you know, I love the cre- I love to see creatives and discover creatives. So just kind of watching what other people do. And then just, I love music. So it all ties together. I grew up dancing. So it just feels like I'm choreographing when I'm editing videos to sound, like I'm making the clips match up with the music is really what I do that I feel like is different than what a lot of things I've seen. You know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, this would have been cool if they would have clipped it like this where, you know, it landed with the the music but that's really all i do to make it kind of stand out yeah and, um, I, you know what i mean <laughs> i so i'm gonna s- hard <laughs> i'm gonna say something and i'm gonna let a cat out of the bag but you hit on something that's very important that most people miss and the photographer i use on social media i'll give him a plug it's at r m k dot visions uh trevor he's a really good guy he's really talented but when i first started using him he had maybe 200 followers you know max and what I was, what I am able to do, and what is confidence and uncap people's potential. But it's really them who are doing it. I'm just helping break down the barriers that are in their own head, and that's really what happens. But he blew up, and what we discovered in him doing, he does a lot of athlete, and that was his passion, and CrossFit. And he went from 200 to 150, 160,000 in less than a year. But what he was able to do with all the CrossFit events and the CrossFit athletes and the long distance running athletes or whatever other athletes, strongman athletes he represents, he was t- he would do the clips and he would do the reels and he would tie the photos together, but he would tie it exactly to the music and the beat. And because he did that, uh, reels were already going like 10,000, you know, 20,000 likes at that time because Instagram was trying to push him. But because he was doing the beats, he was getting 150,000 likes, 200,000 likes or views. And so it is a difference. And the human mind catches that. Because why? Because no matter how much we try to rebel, we are naturally categorize things and look for organization and we look for a pattern. And we like patterns that are symmetrical and are numerical and match and when you do what you're doing where the music actually matches the images and you're stimulating two sensory acuities you know it's important or whatever maybe that's not the right word but our sensory we're making those senses be more responsive versus just sight or just sound and even though there's both they're not connected equally when they're being received so there's not the exponential gain and I know that's hard for everyone to understand but that's how the human mind works I'm just going to straight up tell you that it's a hack and everyone's always looking for a hack well the simplest hack is what is the human mind already received naturally and that's just what you did Right. You just described that perfectly. So like my first love in life was dance and that's what you do in dance. You choreograph to the music, you do it. And then when I got older, I choreographed and I was a competitive dancer my whole life. And then when you watch dance, that's what you look for, right? Just what you said, you look for two things to match up. So it's the same to me in video editing. It's like, I'm, it's like, Hey, I get to choreograph again is what it feels like at least. And it's so much fun. And I'll just hear a song and I'll save it. And I'll be like, Oh, that's got great, you know, moments. And then I'll sync it. I'll kind of think of that when I'm filming. And sometimes I don't think of that until 
sometimes I create a video and then I pick a song and sometimes it's the opposite. I'll pick a song and then I'll design a video around a song. So it's just, it's so much fun because I'm just expressing creativity, which matches up with um, what I also love to do, which is be a foodie. So it was two, um, it was the merriment of two things that I love that just kind of made sense. And I'm excited that it's, I've been able to do it and people actually like it. So it's just been a fun run. And I love all the food blogs out there. Don't get me wrong. I think anyone in food who's helping to try to grow food is doing is doing well for the food business. I think we need to make sure we do it properly and with grace and with protecting the other food bloggers that are out there because you guys are all in it together. Or we are all in it together. I guess I fall into that space now somewhat. Or actually I do. They're all shaking their head at me. And um, so that being said, one of the things that I – that I particularly like about your page and for me as a male, and I'm very good. I'm a good planner. I can plan dates and all that. And like being single in Nashville, like it's hard, like especially as someone who's busy as I am to figure out all those things. And for me, it comes easier, guys. I like deal with restaurants all the time and the owners. So if I needed to go on a date, I have the convenience of my job in Nashville or whatever, which I'm not dating anyone, just so everyone knows. I'm trying to be friends first and build core values and then go from there. That's what I've learned in life all my years. But it's um, it's that if you are a male or maybe even a female who needs to do the date planning because your your partner, male or female, is not good at it, come on, guys, everyone should plan dates. These are easy ways to do it. And for me as a male the mystery of you the the date which is also the mystery of dating someone like when you go on a date you don't know them very well and there's like a mystery to it which is part of the attraction that I feel that goes on that's misunderstood is there's we always forget that there's part of the attraction is the mystery of the other person and you're exposing that now so like you want to get ready for a date you want to I work on also energy levels and you want to stimulate an energy level that works for a date as a male it would be this if you think about it like there's a mystery to what what we're doing um or what she's doing on nashville social chair and then there's also like i'm going to assume that most states are going to enjoy the places you're going because you're only posting things that you feel are good places to go um so i think that that's a huge appeal also so in the city of bachelorettes and the city of lots of single people in their like late 20s and early 30s, more probably than most cities, um, for some reason, based on, I think, everyone chasing their gig and their entrepreneurial dream and, and relationships become less of a focus, that your page is just a godsend in a way for the busy, the hustling, bustling male who needs to figure out how not to take his date to another burger joint. Because I will tell you, I hear this all the time from the women in this town as they get tired of the men just take him to another burger joint or another fast food joint or sorry, a uh, fast chicken joint. And yes, so, and and um, I'm so sorry, Justin. To no, no, interrupt me, please. I, I, I'm getting ready to have to to have to go, but I do want to say one thing on that because that is uh, this is important, and you can definitely use my page for this for your social gain. The most impressive date I've ever been on was a guy suggested a, like a cocktail speakeasy bar that I loved, and just by him suggesting us go there that immediately made me want to go on the date, right? Because I was like, oh, he has great taste. He's chosen a great place. And it's the perfect first date because it's kind of like, you know, speakeasy vibes. It's just you're going for a drink. If you're having fun, you can stay. But there's no pressure to, like, get through a whole meal. You know what I mean? Um, and 
it just creates a really cool environment because, you know, it's usually pretty dim. And then it's just a cool experience if you sit at the bar and get to kind of interact with the bartender. So I'd say, yes, definitely use my page if that's what you're looking for. Because I'm, I'm just impressed when someone asks me on a date just starting with, like, where we're going. You know, and if they have an answer and it's not like, hey, like, where would you like to go? Like, if they have an answer right off the bat and they suggest a great place, that's like, you know, that's the first step to, like, ensure it's going to be a great experience. So, yes, that's a great call that you make on that. Um, but anything else that you want to touch on before I go? Because I do have to run. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this. Um, the the studio and the producer and everyone we've i think we're going to have you back on um if that's okay if we can do a part two maybe next week or after the holidays because i would like to line up and talk about maybe some of the restaurants by then that we've um talked about in nashville and some of the ones that you've been to and sort of cross pollinate because i want to continue to push the mystery thing if that's okay with you but as you get off will you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media yeah so at nashville social chair is where I predominantly just use Instagram. So find me on Instagram. Awesome. And uh, would it be okay if I reach out to you and we set up a part two for the audience? Because I feel like I took a lot of time that I wanted you to talk. Yeah, reach, just feel free to reach out to me. This is I am in busy season with retail, but just reach out and we'll uh, we'll chat more about it offline. Okay, awesome. Because I can already see like the studio guys and they want to talk more. So everyone who listened in, thank you guys for listening in. You can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you grow from listening to podcasts. You can also find us on social media at Justin Bizarro. Again, if you want band recommendations or where I go on East Broadway, I stick around my friends. Guys, that's just the way it is. But I put my recommendations on Broadway for those musicians in the notes since people asked me for them. So, and I went back and I put them in all of the episodes that are related to Nashville where I go. I like rock and roll and ACDC and stuff like that, even though I grew up on all types of music. So that's tending to where I like to um, hang around. So that's just my preference. Thank you, Mystery Woman. Thank you, Nashville Social Chair. Thank you, Nashville. I appreciate everyone here and everyone that's showing me love. Like, I go out to places now, and people are starting to recognize me and give me love for what's going on in the city, and that's kind of a cool experience. I've really never had that anywhere I've been, and so I appreciate that as well. And Mystery Woman, we are going to continue this mystery on another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. If you like what we're doing, share the podcast. Um, help out other entrepreneurs and if you're coming to Nashville or know someone is coming to Nashville obviously share this I think there's a lot of great insight so adios everyone <laughs>